If you have tithes and offering, you can drop them in the tithing boxes on your way out tonight. So at this time, would you please welcome Brother Mike Burton. Well, how's everybody doing tonight? All right, man. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? I'd rather be here than the best hospital, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, Jesus is good. Amen. I, I'm excited about the Lord. I'm just taking a minute and observing the audience and just kind of looking around for a minute and just trying to get you guys to wonder what I'm up to. If you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 10. But it is good to be in the house of the Lord. I, it's a good life living for the Lord. Don't you think so? Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, all my life, God's done nothing but been good to me. And I'm just thankful to be a part of the family of God and that God just uh, miraculously allowed me to be living in such a time as this. I talked to a guy the other day and he said, you know, I just wasn't made for this type of world. And I wish I would have been back in the Western days. And, uh, and I know folks that looks skinny, being poles and wears hats and they look like they'd fit into that category. But, you know, I said, I, I'm just thankful that I'm living today in the day and age in which we live in, because I believe that my steps was ordered by God. I believe that in my mama's womb, Jesus knew I was there and that he knew that I would be living in 2021. And uh, I, I'm glad tonight to be a part of the family of God and to just be a part of what God is doing and uh, what God is going to do. And uh, so if I, if I have a little thought tonight and that we could talk about something and think about uh, praying and, and uh, where uh, the church is headed in this 21st century and uh, what lies ahead in 2021. Uh, the thought that comes to my mind is just simply courage. Courage. Now Popeye had to, eat, had to have spinach to build up courage. You know, a lot of people has to have different things to get uh, some courage built up. And most of you that's been around long enough, you know there's two things that happen in life. It's either fight or flight. You'll either stand the battleground or you'll run for your lives and hope that you make it. Well, I'm telling you that uh, we are, I always like to say this because I truly believe this, that we're in the army of the Lord. And we're soldiers that don't back down. And that we're men and women that God has called into this great ministry. And we're people of God and that we're the children of the God. And we are serving the only true and living God. He said, I am that I am. He said, I was the beginning of this thing. And he said, I promise you I'll be in the end of this thing. He stood on nothing and created all things. He's God. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. That's the God that we serve tonight, church. That's the God that is my God. Now, Buddha's, Buddha's dead. Muhammad's gone. 
And all these Harry Krishnas and all these other gods, they ain't around no longer. But our God still exists. He still exists tonight. And so as I was planning this, I was thinking, God, you know, uh, we, we've been through a lot, the church has. And I'm telling you the truth. You're always looking for the will of God and for the direction of God. But I have found that 2020 was so hard for me to try to figure out the plan of God. I thought, Lord, where's the church going? What direction are we going in? Where are we at in this thing? And we went through a period where everybody was getting on the bandwagon of listening to the prophets. And if a prophet said this, they said, this is getting ready to happen. If a prophet said this, no, this is getting ready to happen. And somebody would say this, so we got on little tangents to try to find, and there's nothing wrong with it, we're just trying to find the will of the Lord. And we're trying to find the direction of God. And I really believe, now this is Mike Burton's belief, and you don't have to believe it if you don't want to, that's, you, you know, that's, that's why we're so great together. We, we have diverse uh, uh, things that we think about. I just simply believe that we're living in the last days. I just simply believe that Jesus is fixing to come back. I just simply believe that it has to be this way for him to come back. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I just simply believe, now this is my belief, that Jesus is going to come back soon. But before he does, things has got to be put in order. And so tonight I want to just talk just for a couple minutes, 15, on courage. <laughs> on courage. In Matthew chapter 10, if you would, just turn your Bibles there real quickly and I'll read a scripture or two. And in verse 22, it says, And you will be hated of all, <clears throat> of all for my name's sake. But he or she endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And when the, they persecute you in the city, flee to another city. And he goes on, he says, therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. And then he says, whatsoever I tell you in darkness, speak it in the light. And I'll back up just a couple minutes, um, a couple scriptures. I want to read this. What was happening, Jesus was getting ready to send his disciples out. And he, he had a plan for them. He said, listen, I've got a plan. I'm getting ready to send you folks out. And uh, he said, I want you to do something. And he got the 12 and Jesus sent them out and he commanded them saying, do not go into the ways of the Gentiles and do not enter into the city of Samaria, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received, freely you have given. You have been given. One of the astonishing things about Jesus was that he made disciples. And when he made disciples, he told them, he said, I'm, I'm going to give you power. 
I'm going to give you authority. And he says, I'm going to give you victory. He said, you can cast out devils. He said that you can lay hands upon the sick. And he said that not only can you lay hands upon them, but they shall recover. And he said, not only can you do that, but if you have to get into a situation where somebody's dead, I want you to raise them from the dead. Now listen, he just didn't give that to the disciples. He gave it to the church. He gave it to you and I tonight. And as I was thinking about this message, I thought, you know, God, in, in, when you begin to do something in our lives, you begin to make us disciples. And you begin to uh, uh, help us to grow in you. And you give us uh, these disciples walk with Jesus for three and a half years. And they seen what Jesus did. He taught them. He spoke to them. He gave them parables. He showed them things that he was doing. And they've got to see eyewitnesses of what he was doing. And the Bible said that this word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It says it will lead me and guide me into all truth. The Bible said that it's alive, it's a fire that's burned up in our spirit. And if we'll begin to read it and apply it, Jesus said that same spirit that the disciples had back in those days is the same spirit the church should have today. And I said that all for this reason. We have been the church for nearly 2,000 years. I've heard reports of the power of God that's flowed throughout uh, services. I've seen God move. I've seen things happen in the church that it only took an eye to witness it. I've seen the power of God. I've seen people that's been down, that had been possessed with devils. I've seen them when they've slobbered all over the floor and they've rolled in the floor like a snake, but they got up that something had changed them and never again did that spirit go back into them. I've seen a woman that was blind. I've seen men that was sick, that was raised, and that God healed them and restored health back to them. I've got a daughter that said that uh, a doctor called us and said, you come on. Said, we don't think she's going to make it through the night. So you better get everybody up here that you can. But we begin to pray and allow the Holy Ghost to come. And let me tell you, she walked out of that hospital a few days later, healed by the power of God. I said, church, that God is still the healer tonight. He's still the God that can restore health. He's the God that can still move mountains. He's the God that can still make ways in the desert land. I said he's all powerful. He's all knowing. He said the only thing you got to do is believe and you can receive from me tonight. God's a big God tonight. Ain't nothing that I've seen something. I can tell you if I sat down with a few of you, you could tell me about the power of God in your life. You could tell me what God did when you was a baby. You could tell me what God did for you when you was adult. You could tell me how God saved your child that was on drugs and God all of a sudden got a hold of them. Now they're walking a different life. You can tell me that God healed you and raised you from the dead. You can say that God healed you from cancer. You can tell me stories that would probably just blow my mind. I'm telling you tonight that God is still God. And the church needs to get to a part where they still believe in the power of Almighty God. If God said it, I believe it, and he's going to do it tonight. And so when the disciples said, uh, they got out there that day and they began to uh, walk around and they went into cities and yep, sure enough, oh, sure enough, the power of God. Oh, have you been in the church when the Shekinah glory just over, overshadowed the place and where the anointing of God just began to fall and hover over a place? Well, the disciples was in that place. Surely they went out and Jesus spoke the words and, and exactly what he spoke, they did. 
You know, when I was a young man, got saved at the age of 22, when I was a young man, I was just crazy enough to believe what Jesus said. I was just crazy enough to believe that if he said it, that it's going to happen. And by George, it did. And I think sometimes the church gets to a place, if we're not careful tonight, where we, we, we forget about the move of God where we forget what God one time did for us. And if that God did it back then, he'll do it today. I said if he did it back then, he's still God today. I said if he's still the same God that wrote back the seas of Galilee and he's the one that can part the waters in our lives today, he's still Jesus. And so when, when, when we get worried about things that's happening in our world, I, I tell you, I'm rejoicing because I see the end is in sight. I see uh, over the horizon that Jesus is fixing to step out on the clouds. I see that he's getting ready, to, God's getting ready to say, son, go bring my children home. Now bear with me for a minute. I'm fixing to try to hurry up and get this thing out. But and as I see Jesus saying, son, go get my children, bring them home and get ready for them. There's things that must transpire. There's things that must happen. Jesus sent them out, but he also told them, he said, listen, I'm sending you into a den of wolves. He said, the world hated me and it's gonna hate you. Don't you get so offended when you see somebody up there in the White House uh, trying to stop something uh, and trying to say we don't want this in, uh, uh, in, in our White House anymore. Uh, don't get offended when the church gets a little bit of persecution. I just say lift up your heads. Uh, your redemption is beginning to draw nigh and we can look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith uh, and to know that soon and very soon he's going to come and take his church and as they begin to think about it <laughs> Jesus said listen when persecution comes disciples you're going to go through hardship you're going to go through hard times but when it comes it's okay let it come he's telling you and I your world is changing in 2020 and most likely to never go back to what it was like in 2019 but he said this, he said, I see the sparrow fall from the sky. And if I see that sparrow and I love that sparrow, how much more important are you that I could take care of you through this thing? And then he went on to say, listen, he went on to say this. In, in, in Matthew 10 and 31, it says, take courage. God will take care of you. He said, I'm so concerned about you tonight that I know every stinking hair on your head. I've got thick hair. And ain't nobody can count all the hairs on my stinking head. But Jesus said, I know every hair on your head. Now, if, if, if he tells us that the world hates us because they hated him, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, and that I know every hair that's on the top of your head, then what he's telling me is I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to see you through whatever we have to go through. I will never leave you or forsake you. God's going to take care of us. 
You know, one of the greatest things I love about the Lord, he said that, he said, I, he said, I, I want to tell the church something. He said, I've got to go away. He said, I don't, I don't have a choice. I've got to go. But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you another comforter. And, uh, and he said, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And, the, and another thing he said that I love, and I'm trying to go somewhere, bear with me. Another thing he said, he said, listen to me. He said, Mike Burton, I'm going to give my angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy way. I'm going to give my angels charge over you. <whistles> Folk, they're here somewhere. Those angels are watching over me tonight. We've got angels encamped about around us. Remember when David was uh, 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 having trouble and he said, Lord, would you open these men's eyes that they could see? And he did, and there was a band of a host of angels all around. In other words, they're protected. We're protected tonight. There's no devil in hell or out of hell can take me out until God says it's time to go home. There's no devil in hell or out of hell tonight that can take you out until God decides it's time for you to go home. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Be of good courage. Time is coming. Time is coming, church. When men in Timothy talked about it in 2 Timothy 4 and 3 and 4, when they will not endure sound doctrine. Time's coming when men won't endure sound doctrine. And what you going to do when they don't? Are you going to stand and boldly proclaim the truth of the word of God? Are you going to go by the wayside like people having itching ears? Tell us something smooth so we can feel better about ourselves. See, I believe as the church is in the last days, I also believe that there's a separation of the wheat and terror. I've never in so much this last year heard of the ministers and their churches that is turning toward other things that's totally against the word of God where will we stand will we have the boldness to proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord of all will we have the boldness when it happens like it is now and people is turning to something more smooth people don't want to hear sound doctrine anymore God's saying, please, not please. God is just simply saying to my church, have courage. Have courage tonight. Don't be afraid to speak the truth. When no one else will, he says, I depend upon you to speak the truth. When nobody else will stand for truth, he says, where will my remnant be? Will they stand for truth? Thank God we got a church tonight that stands for truth. Thank God we got pastors that stand for truth. But there's also other churches that once stood for truth. That's no longer standing today. They've caved in. Now they just have a social club. Often when 
people turn away from the truth, they often walk away saying mean things about us. When people turns away from the truth that they once believed in, they begin to tell us how bad people we are and how not good we are and how we don't care and how we don't have no love. Jesus said, we have courage in that day to still stand up and boldly proclaim truth when nobody else will. See, it's coming to a point in life where the church has got to stand regardless what the world tries to do to us. Jesus said this, that they hated me, and if they hated me, they're going to hate you also. The only downfall with us tonight, church, is we've lived in ease for a long time. We lived in America. We lived in the best country in all the world and still have it today. We have lived in freedom. We have lived in peace and harmony and joy. And now we get stirred when we see our joy and our peace being taken away from us. Because we've been in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And now we see everything in jeopardy. If it all falls by the wayside, are you still going to stand? If it all falls in the next six months, next four years, will you still be standing and holding up the bloodstained banner of the Bible? Will you still be holding truth in your heart and said, let everybody do what they want. I'm going with Jesus. And if we're not read up and fed up and prayed up, that's exactly what's going to happen. We'll fall by the wayside. The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I come to give you life, and that more abundantly. Man, I wanted to preach. This thing really did. But I'm telling you, church, we got to stand bold in these days. We got to stand with courageous and courage like never before. In the midst of darkness, we're the only light that the world's going to see. Ain't nobody still in my light. I'm going to let my little light shine. Well, of course, I'm big, so I'm going to let my big light shine. I'm pleasantly plump, so I'm going to let it shine. The world, no matter what, which way it goes tonight, truth is the only thing that sets a man or a woman free tonight. And so I pray tonight that, <clears throat> let me say this, I want, to, I want to put this in here. Paul called himself in 1 Corinthians 4 and 13 an offscoring. He was the offscoring of the world. It was ironic, that's kind of an interesting word to say, offscoring. And you know what the offscoring is? I didn't know this, but I got to do a little study. Offscoring is when you put your pots and your pans and your dirty dishes into the sink and wash them. And I hate this. I have washed dishes before. That's why my hands look so good. But I've done dishes before. And sometimes, Connie, I put a plate or something there and I feel something. I think, oh, gosh, piece of meat or something in that water. And it feels gross. 
I tell her, I said, let me rinse the plates off. Let me do it my way. She got her way, but I want to I rinse all the plates off, make sure there ain't no crumbs or nothing on it. But I literally hate it when I let the drain out and there it is. <laughs> Yuck. And it, so, you know, I've got, I've got a knife. And, you know, hit some of that stuff and let it go down the drain before I clean it. Then she gets mad at me because I didn't use the plug to let it do it. I just tuck it out and let it go. But Paul said that that's what it's like. That that's what we're like to the world is when you put your dishes into the sink and wash them, then the trash that's left in the sink, it's garbage that you don't want to pick up out of the sink and throw it away. Paul said that to me that that's what the church is to the world sometimes. We're all soaring. They think we're a bunch of garbage. What we speak is just garbage to them. And we think sometimes, I gotta shut up. We think sometimes that they're winning. The truth is they're losing. The only ones that win in the end is those that stand for truth. One day we will get our reward. And one day they will stand before the father when he says, depart from me, thou worker of iniquity. I never even knew you. So church, I want to encourage you tonight to take courage. I don't know what lies ahead. I'm hoping that things get better in 2021, but it doesn't matter if it does or doesn't. I'm glad that God's allowed me to live because I believe that he wants my light to shine and to touch the untouchable and to reach the unreachable and minister to those that need minister to. That's what we're here for. So I pray tonight that you will pray that God give you strength and boldness in the days that lies ahead. I say this and I'll say this in closing. There's coming a day that Jesus is going to come and take his church away. And we're going to be raptured out of here. Then the Bible said there's going to be a time like never before nor ever will be again. And I always tell people, somebody asked me, is, is, is there going to be Christians alive? Can people get saved in the tribulation? And I tell people this. This is our time. This is our dispensation time of grace. The Gentiles. In the book of Revelations, when you read it, it's a time for Israel. God's calling Israel back home. We've had our chance. I just simply believe this regardless. If you can't serve him now, you definitely won't do it in the tribulation. You just can't. If, if Brother Chuck was left here that night and him and his son and they come to him and said, we're going to cut your son's head off and his fingers off and his feet off. And you're going to watch it. Or you take the mark of the beast. That's a hard pill to swallow. I don't know if we could do that or not. I don't know if I could do that. I hope by the grace of God I could, but it's going to happen. 
And we don't think these things are coming, but they're really coming, church. These things are really happening. So I want to go now, don't you? Would you stand with me?